This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Well, today I've got a guest who's going to share her fabulous progress update on the Patterson program for rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, We've met personally when I put on an event in Florida. She came to the event and actually stole the show uh, early on by uh, kind of grabbing the microphone and saying, listen, everyone, you've got to make sure you pay attention uh, throughout this whole event because I am a living, breathing example of what can be achieved if you follow the Patterson program. And uh, we have known each other prior to that event because she's a loved and highly contributing member of our online support forum where I've been following her progress and uh, assisting with some of the decisions uh, over the past 12 months. I think it's been 12 months around about exactly, hasn't it, Carrie Ann? Yeah, to the day. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us today to share with a much larger audience your progress and to provide people with some additional insights and tips and motivation because uh, other people are on a journey similar to yourself. So let's get a snapshot from you, like a 30 seconds commercial style so that people can get a get a feeling for what we're in for. So um, my name's Kerri-Anne. I'm a nurse by trade, so I really understand the, um, how this disease works. And I joined the Patterson program a year ago. Um, to My aim was to come off my medications and we're on the journey and it, it has been a life-changing experience, both from the lifestyle that um, our family has created to the level of support from the forum and from, from Clint um, to completely take hold of this disease and say, you know what, I don't want this in my life. I'm going to make the change. Yes, and you've influenced a lot of people with your own progress as well. So I want to cover that in this uh, call as well. Just give us a feeling of how far you've come with your medications. So when I started the program um, a year ago, I'd been sick for quite a few years before. Um, I actually, in 2014, got a bowel infection called Clostridium difficile, one of the biggest um, hospital-acquired infections actually in the in the country um, that can kill people. And I was really sick. I was in the hospital for a week and I was given antibiotics for three months that I didn't know at the time completely wiped my whole gut out yeah that's it Um, that's the defining moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I um I got better from the CDF but I just never got better yeah and I lived for the next three years um I I just knew being medical that something was brewing but just couldn't put my finger on it the fatigue and I just felt terrible all the time getting out of bed everything and then one day my joints just popped and I went from having movement to not having movement. Um, I was lucky that a very dear colleague of mine has lupus and she said immediately, you need to see my rheumatologist. I was in within a week and uh, it took them a year um, to diagnose because they didn't want to diagnose too quickly. Um, but because I was CR negative, mm-hmm. um, they diagnosed um, rheumatoid arthritis. And so initially my meds went up really quickly. So I was on since the CDF, I was on tons of medication for my GI tract. I had terrible acid heartburn. I was on gut motility medication. 
then she started me on the Plaquenil. That went up to maximum dose um, of 300 milligrams daily. Then my methotrexate started at 2.5 and worked its way up in increments all the way to the maximum dose of 20 milligrams a week. So I was on a lot of medications. And to be honest, I was functioning, but I still wasn't you know, I was at 80, 80, 85%. I just, you know, I was walking in the morning to the bathroom on my heels, couldn't put my toes down, couldn't do my buttons up. And mm. my hands and my feet were really my, uh, my, my real trouble. Yeah. And, um, I went back to her and I said, you know, I still can't manage. And she said, all right, so it's time to talk about a biologic. And the thought of starting a third one, you know, I'm, uh, I'd just turned 40 at the time. And I have a young family. And I said to my husband, I'll get 10 years. And then where am I going to go? And so uh, I do what every good nurse (laughs) scholar does. (laughs) I went to the internet. And um, I didn't know I was looking for you until I found you. And I found a comment in a forum somewhere about, first of all, I started reading stuff about diets and anti-inflammatory. And I thought, well, where do I go? I'd already given up red meat and I'd already given up dairy. So I knew I was on the right track. But I ate 10 different things a day. That was it. Lots and lots of sugar, lots of stuff that was cooked in oil. And even though I ate 10 things, I didn't realize there were probably the 10 worst things I could be eating. And, you know, everything else either gave me terrible diarrhea or it was it was really a mess. And then I found you and I was like, hmm, let me check out this TED Talk. And I watched your TED Talk and I said to my husband, this is this is it. And he, he smirked. He says, but you, but you only eat peas as a vegetable and, and you're going to change completely to this like plant-based life. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. Well, he was like, okay, dear, thinking it would be like a day or two. I said, look at this guy, look at this guy, look what he's done. And my husband says, anything you want. So I had his support from day one after the initial small smirk. Yeah. Um, and we went out and he went big style. He went and bought me a juicer. He went and got everything I needed. and. Uh, Gave me my first celery and cucumber juice, which I didn't really like yeah. <laughs> at all. And um, and we started our journey together. And, you know, that, was, that I mean, that's the start. I remember a week or two after starting the program, we'd got a vacation booked at the beach and we'd got a condo. And my husband looked at me and he went, so uh, uh, are we taking it all with us? And I was like, I guess we are. So the quinoa packets and the... All the, you know, all the uh, grains and the juicer. Have you ever done that? I mean, I just, I it was a little crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we used to, we used to travel with a rice cooker and a juicer, and as you said, actual packets of the pseudo grains and various things. Um, in fact, one time we were travelling uh, on a bit of a road trip. And I used to have a Mazda MX-5. So in the States, it's called a Miata. It's one of these two doors, you know, sports cars. And uh, I, I, I purchased that uh, in my early 20s because I was part of the like the tech kind of explosion. So all the young guys who were good in the tech field were, were getting stock options and all this stuff. Unfortunately, uh, I lost virtually all my money in the tech collapse, the, uh, the, the, the bubble in 2000. But uh, I had enough money to, to buy this new sports car. And so I'm getting around in this car. Anyway, um, when Melissa entered my life and, um, and uh, I had, you know, working through this condition, 
we travelled on this road trip and we had everything packed into this tiny sports car in every nook and cranny with the with the hood pulled over the top, right? Anyway, we took the rice cooker and and throughout the entire journey, we could hear this noise and it was like ding, ding, <laughs> ding. And for the first two hours, we didn't know what it was. So I was checking the car and stuff. It's like ding, ding. <laughs> And then we get to the uh, we get to like a service station or something, and we and we looking around, and then we realise it's the stupid button on the rice cooker <laughs> that every time I'd go over a bump, the little thing would the, the little um, bell would uh, would hit a, hit the metal would hit together, and uh, boy, that trip we laugh about that trip all the time when we drive to Orange, <laughs> drive, drive to my my sister sister's place. Uh, that we don't have to put up with that stupid ding because we couldn't fix it. It was the bottom of a huge pile of stuff and in a tiny car you hear everything. So, oh, yeah, rice cooker on cruise ships. I used to have a rice cooker going on a cruise ship and on the first day I, I put the rice cooker in my room. I turned it on and I was cooking brown rice, right, and then I left my room. I went and did something else and brown rice takes about 40 minutes, right, so I come back 40 minutes later. And I walk in the corridor and a corridor on a cruise ship, you know, goes on for a very long way. Like it might be, you know, 100 metres long, This the, the corridor. And I entered at one end and could smell that earthy, nutty flavour of brown <laughs> rice from the other end of the entire corridor. And I'm like, God, I, I, I'm not going to be able to hide this this entire trip. So i got to be more cautious about this. So, uh yeah, I had to time my rice cooking because you're not allowed to cook in the rooms, obviously. But mm-hmm. when you're on a mission, you know, you uh, you take matters into your own hands and you got to break the rules sometimes if you got to get well because the rules are stacked against you on things like mm-hmm. cruise ships and when you get away from your house. So I mm-hmm. totally relate to your, your story shortly after you uh, started the program and traveling with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we, when I went on the cruise this year, they were amazing. They cooked everything, Patterson program, and they had a juice bar. And the definition of a vacation for me is seven days of juices without washing the juicer. <laughs> Amen to that. That's the biggest problem, isn't it, with the juicers? Cleaning the damn thing. Yeah. If it could self-clean, if someone can make a self-cleaning juicer. Uh, you should do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the... Uh, that's that's the solution of my juicer kind of cleans itself because I have my husband and he's normally the one that's giving it a good wash afterwards. He's a good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. All right, so you went. Uh, we'll return to your story where where you're a yeah. few weeks into the program. Obviously, you've you, you're making some progress because you're sticking with it and you're taking all the stuff on with you on your trip. Um, how mm-hmm. did things How did things go from that point onwards? So interestingly, the first thing um, that it affected was um, my GI tract. So the first couple of days, I remember going on the forum and saying, my stomach is as tight as a drum. Is this meant to happen? And you were so kind. You let me know about the bacteria and you were like, just stick with it. And then I got to day seven and I can tell you, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I clicked onto your day seven video and anyone that starts the program, when you get to that video, and I was like, okay, I, I think I might be done. And you were like, you think you're done? You're not done. <laughs> this is the day you have to continue. And I was like, oh, that's just what I needed to hear. It was like, he's reading my mind. And um, I said to my husband, you have to come see this video because Kent says, this is normal and I need to carry on. And he goes, well, you listen to the man. I said, okay. So we got past the day seven and I just something amazing happened with the cucumber and the celery juices. All my heartburn went away. Like I started saying to my husband, I don't 
feel heartburn. I'm not burping. When the, uh, you know, the stomach bloating started to go away. And um, I went to see my GI doc and he's like, well, this is great. We need to get you off your meds. So the first thing that happened was all my GI meds. The whole cocktail of them came off. So that took about a month, if that. Um, and I've not been back on them since, which, you know, it's pretty incredible when every time you get some chest pain, you're like, I'm having a heart attack um, and the wind pain in the back and all of that went. I mean, that in itself was amazing. So that's that, those nice alkalizing juices. And the acid reflux. What about the acid, acid reflux? reflux? Yeah, went away with it. Um, it's incredible. And, you know, the cocktail of meds I was on for that before, that in itself was amazing because you have the after effects of that causing diarrhea and things. You know, you get into that vicious cycle. And so to be able to break that and, um, you know, I was eating stuff I'd never even dreamed of, like green stuff. Mm. And um, I was thinking that was going to upset me. In <laughs> fact, that didn't. I mean, it was the opposite. and. Uh, I fell in love with it. I was just laughing when you said about that nutty flavor because when you cook buckwheat for the first time, uh, that's that's pretty special. And I was like, oh, I'm going to eat some dirt. This is going to be great. And um, you just, you taste buds. You can taste everything. As soon as I stop the sugar and I stop the artificial mm. stuff, my children do not like you, though, because we clean the whole house out. I said, I'm not having it in the house. <laughs> we started looking what was in food and corn syrup and Literally, yeah. I have been a woman on a mission. Mm. And um, I mean, my family are practically 85, 90% with me. My daughter absolutely loves it. Now, of course, she met my daughter because she was determined to meet you because she looks at you a little bit like you're a hero because you fixed me. Um, and she came and um, spoke as well because she didn't want to miss um, you talking. And she was 11 when I went on the program. She's 12 now. And she um, she tells everyone about it. <laughs> Mm. Your daughter's a, a wonderful, beautiful, sort of beaming little girl, and uh, I'll, I uh, remember clearly the two of you holding hands and cuddling the entire time. Yeah, our event ran for over three hours, and I don't think you stopped cuddling and holding hands for the whole thing, and she's just so proud of what you've done. And uh, watching you two together uh, at the event was one of the most special parts of the event for me because, you know, just the the depth of connection that the two of you have and how happy mm -hmm. she is that, uh, you know, you're so much um, further along than where you were at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, it's great. It is, it's amazing, isn't it, how unusual benefits come out of putting in a righteous effort, you know? So, um, yeah, the two of you connecting and building this additional bond, obviously there was such a strong bond already, but, like, it's a new layer and a different perspective that you now have together mm -hmm. as well as a mum and daughter. I think that people really underestimate how this disease can take away so much. You think it's just you that it affects and you become very depressed and very um, isolated with it and you don't realize how much it affects your family and when I started getting better and she'd want to go out on the bikes or whatever and she'd beam when I could come because I didn't need to sleep on the sofa you don't you don't realize how much that impacts it until you start feeling better again so you know I encourage anyone that's watching this with a family that has really made you you know suffer with your family dynamics this program was for all of us this program wasn't just for me Mm, yeah, nice. Um, well, tell us, uh, I want to hear about how your family, not just your 
you know, you're the people you live with, but also others um, have benefited. But also, um, I want to hear the, the the rest of your story up until the end of your first twelve months, which is where you're up to at the moment. So um, the first thirty days, I pretty much stuck religiously um, until the for the first section in the program. Except, I really, really wanted to try oats because someone told me oats with blueberries tasted like a blueberry muffin. And uh, I think I was on day 21 and I was like, I'm so naughty. I'm a rebel. I'm going there nine days early. And I had this small bowl of oats with blueberries and it was just delicious. And um, I was just waiting. See, I'm, I'm very lucky because I can eat something. If it doesn't agree with me, my stomach swells and then my joints pop the next day. So I'm not someone that has to wait 24 hours to see if it affects me pretty much know what affects me and what doesn't and the oats didn't do anything to me and I was so happy and then I confessed it on the program and you were like well that's okay you know you can start early you just have to monitor it but then I didn't want to eat the men for 10 days because I thought I was going to push my luck but now I have them every morning I have the biggest bowl of oats um that's a lot of my protein that I get and I Mm -hmm. add a little bit of honey and I add blueberries and it's it's just sets me up for the day. So that was, I think that was an early introduction though. I mean, oats, you told me were quite significant. Oh, oats took me forever. Like oats took me a couple of years and that's not uncommon. Yeah. So, you know, definitely uh, it, it just, with your particular set of circumstances, you were able to tolerate them uh, after a month, which is great. And And we should be looking and pushing forward with our food reintroductions because I believe I sat far too long before trying to reintroduce things. I was on the baseline foods for most part of a year, and Mm -hmm. that's just nuts when I realized that when I tried something else a year later, I didn't have any additional pain. I thought, hey, could I have tried this months ago? Mm -hmm. You know, for me it was basmati rice. And I was so conservative that I only tried the basmati rice at home because on some special occasions we were out at night and for – like a birthday for myself or for Melissa, um, we would go to an Indian restaurant and, of course, um, they serve everything on rice. And so I would have just a little bit of dal and mostly rice. I would sort of basically like eat rice with like dal flavouring, yeah, Um, because I was (laughs) concerned with having, you know, uh, anything eating out at that time. And then I'd find the next day, you know what, I'm I'm okay. And so then... That's when I said, okay, look, I'm doing, I'm going to try basmati rice and that was fine. And then the reintroductions came quite quickly after that. Like um, given that I'd been so slow prior to that, I, I um, yeah, I found them to be significantly uh, quite quick after that. So, yes, look, um, we should be pushing forward with the reintroductions and if you're able to do oats after a month, that's great. I think oats are a wonderful food for breakfast. That's what we have, my family have for breakfast and I consider oats to be an insurance food. It's like putting you're, you're insuring your body against uh, potential mm-hmm. problems. Uh, for people who are – some people – this is more for listeners than, than relevant to our situation, but uh, – what you can find is that because oats are slightly acidifying, I see that sometimes oat inflammation or inflammation resulting from oats 
can be a creep effect. So after a week or two of eating oats, people feel sometimes that their body pain levels have crept up without noticing any particular change. And often in that situation, I say take out the oats just for a couple of days and you might find that things settle again and then reintroduce them again. They might be right on that border of acid-alkaline balance and that particular intervention can often be enough not to stop oats completely, but just take a day or two off them and that might be fine and then reintroduce them again. And slowly with time, the body may be able to adjust and accommodate them and eat more leafy greens because then that will alkalize the body and offset the acid. I was just I was just going to say I before I eat them I always have my juice and I have not differed away from my juice at all and I think it's really easy to do that when you get into it and you're like oh I can't be bothered with the juice it's a pain to get the juicer out and wash it every day yep. and I think that would be easy to do um I know that that was one thing my mom and I kind of talked about because she started with her juices and then she kind of oh it's such a faff yep. but because I do that that might be why I Absolutely. have such luck yeah. with the oats I believe so. Yes, that's a great insight. The alkalization Mm -hmm. through the green juices, they're so alkalizing because they're mineral rich. Mm -hmm. So, okay, excellent. Yeah, so there we go. Mm -hmm. We've got some good points here. If people are right on the borderline with their oats or wanting to try oats, do it, but keep up your green juices or add add another green juice maybe uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the day. Excellent. Okay, so you've been... You've you've made the progress with the oats, which is providing a wonderful bacterial growth platform. And then what happened after that? So, of course, then there was the first visit to the rheumatologist. I saw the ARMP the first time I went. Um, She just took a copy and said, hmm, interesting. I'll scan it into your record for you. And that was pretty much the level of interest. Um, She made a comment of, well, I guess, you know, it did start with a bowel insult for you. So that might be why this may work for you, but probably wouldn't work for other people with rheumatoid arthritis. And um, I remember your response on the forum and we'll say polite, but you basically said, hmm, that doesn't surprise me. Carry on. I was like, okay. And then I met with my rheumatologist a little bit after that. And she was okay. I mean, she just um, was just very hesitant about doing things quickly Mm. so I kind of worked with her and I kind of made sure I that the group on the forum is amazing I particularly love um Andy because he's from England and I'm from England and I love his posts and he's always like keep going and I just think that's awesome um it's just very supportive which I like but um we started going down with the methotrexate so I went from 20 and then four weeks later down to 17.5 then a couple of weeks later, four weeks later, 15, 12.5, 10, 7.5, 5, um, sat around 2.5. So at the moment, I'm between 2.5 and 5. I'm actually due to go back from 5 to 2.5 in a couple of weeks. Um, and it feels incredible because methotrexate gives me really, really bad canker sores. And they are as debilitating to me as anything because I can't eat you may get the impression i like to chat i can't talk it hurts too much i don't know whether you've ever had them but they are the most horrific thing and coming down off my methotrexate and all the good stuff i'm eating pretty much keeps my canker sores at bay which is life-changing for me wonderful which is just another another thing that i just didn't realize the program would do because i had them before i went on the methotrexate 
the methotrexate just put them like on steroids basically and made them, you know, 10 times worse. So not getting them as bad and then losing them all together because of what I'm eating is is pretty incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, that I And we in all the years, I've never heard a, a benefit of that one. So thank you. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Okay. So you've done tremendously well with your methotrexate mm-hmm. reduction. Obviously your rheumatologist is is happy with your blood results and, and happy mm-hmm. with how your joints are and sort of uh, overseeing that process. So this is, you know, fabulous stuff. Now tell us, um, I'd like to know a couple of things. I'd like to know whether or not there were any other things that were interesting for audience with regards to your oat introduction or exercise or supplements. Was there any sort of insights here that that people should know about that you do that you think that um, would be important for them to be aware of if they're not getting as as good a result? So my primary care physician um, was wonderful. She was super supportive. My cardiologist is brilliant. He's vegan himself. So, you know, I got a lot of support from, you say I have so many different specialties, obviously we do with this disease, Um, but they wanted to make sure I got enough of what I was eating. So originally um, I didn't realize the reason I went into the hospital very first was numbness and um, psych paralysis kind of symptoms. It turns out I had a B12 deficiency. So this diet I have to be really careful of because I already have a deficiency. So um, I take supplements and and a monthly injection, which my primary care physician monitors. I found that adding turmeric was extremely helpful from an anti-inflammatory perspective. And then I take a um, prebiotic soluble Mm fibre, which really helps with absorption and it helps with my nutrients and it helps with my bowel issues. And I do really well with that. And I take a a very... um, natural-based multivitamin, um, which is, once again, to make sure I get my vitamin D, um, which we can suffer with. I know living in Florida, you would think I just need to stand outside the porch, but I do um, suffer with that. And then my my primary care physician is extremely supportive, and they just monitor my labs and make sure I'm getting everything that I, I need. But the more and more I'm on the program, the more and more I think, I'm wondering whether I can reduce some of that. And we had talked about this on the forum, but I'm quite interested in starting the Plaquenil um, reduction. My rheumatologist would like me to be off the methotrexate first, but if you don't come off them, how do you know if you need them? Yeah. And I know that's the philosophy you use a lot. Yeah, that's right. Well, first of all, I tend to agree with the rheumatologist and I think that it, that everyone would like to keep it simple and just hop off one drug completely before starting the next. I wouldn't see any value in in reducing both simultaneously. Uh, I think your body would prefer to be just dealing with one sort of medical intervention at a time too. Mm-hmm. And I got this um, uh, reinforced when I was speaking with Dr. Goldberg from the Goldberg Clinic who was part of our support forum um monthly call recently and also on a podcast, he said that having one pharmaceutical drug in the body is one thing, but when you add another, it's not just like A plus B, it's like A times B as -hmm. to the chemical negative impacts on the body. Now, obviously, we don't have like the scientific data behind that, but that's just his observation with working with people. So I would 
if in your situation, I'd like to be off methotrexate, then work on the next drug in a one-by-one order. And then what was the other part of your, your – the other part of your comment was um, with regards to what? Let me think. How much bit- – yeah, how much of the um, vitamin and minerals now I'm going to get in the food? So whether that multivitamin we can come off. But yeah, yeah. The, the, I always think that less is more. So. Well, Dr. McDougall talks more about this than I do. I don't have a multivitamin as part of my recommendations for our program. So our program only has a very small number of, of supplements recommended. Multivitamin is not one because mm-hmm. just – Baby spinach contains like 96% of all the vitamins and minerals that the body needs. Now, not all of them are in the amounts that we need daily, but combining that with other very, very nutrient-dense foods, like the baseline part of our program, and you're not lacking anything. And that's the a podcast I did with uh, Robin Shooter, who's a naturopath who ran our program through Foodworks, which is a dietary guidelines, analytical software. And it showed that as long as you eat sufficient amounts of the food, which I put together how much I ate during the baseline, I was getting a meeting in a couple of instances and dramatically exceeding in most instances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. daily requirements. So, yes, look, um, Dr. McDougall believes that the – a lot of supplements like the multivitamins, multiminerals are more harm, do more harm than good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that's something that with time you will need or want to keep taking. But look, I don't, I'm not necessarily in the camp of doing harm. So, if it's, yeah, I would just leave it in the mix at the moment and fight the bigger battles. And mm-hmm. then later on, I think you can stop taking it and you won't even notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Excellent. So tell us, how have your changes and your mission influenced people around you? So um, I'm very lucky to have a very supportive network of friends and family. Um, my mom um, actually had been really sick a couple of years ago. Um, she was in the critical care unit. She had lots of issues with her heart and circulatory system. And she was very, very sick, and she had a 95% occlusion of her left coronary artery. So we were very, very lucky to get her in the hospital and get her stents put in. And so, of course, I had just started the program about a month, and I said to her, you know, I've done some research on the internet, (laughs) and this diet of mine, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle of mine, would really, really suit you. And she, I mean, she just went, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I got my dad on board too. And I said, dad, you have to help me. So our cardiologist is the same, the plant-based guy. And so of course it was wonderful because he said, I really think she's onto something. So mom started the program um, four weeks after me. We struggled with blood pressures of like 210 over 110. She's now down to like 130 over 80. She's off one of her blood pressure meds. Um, her EKG is amazing. She's off her anticoagulants for her stents and she sees her cardiologist regularly and she is the poster child for post-cardiac care and how to look after yourself. She lost like 30 pounds in weight. She looks amazing. 
she goes out on her bike um, and she rides the bike and she actually has sarcoidosis as well, um, which is another autoimmune disease, which is now in remission. So wow. I don't even know what to say about the program, but it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, it's nutrition, isn't it? It's nutrition. It's common. Mm-hmm. It's, it's applying the, what we know about nutrition and just doubling down on it and say, well, let's go for the absolute most nutritious foods that are most alkalizing for the body and, and most kind of healing and put them all mm-hmm. together and just let them do their work. So, yeah. um, that's so exciting about your mum. And she's not allowed to eat anything from a packet. Yeah. She has to cook fresh. She came over last night mm-hmm. and um, I made my new special because, as you know, from being no chef at all, yeah. I am becoming quite the Patterson chef. And last night we had lentils with a homemade vegetable stock with potatoes and carrots and peas and um, mushrooms and it was just delicious. And then I flavored it all up with lots of spices and turmeric and it was it was really good with sliced um sweet potato on the top oh wow very hearty very hearty i love (laughs) it it. awesome and what about um other members of your family what about uh this is this is this is a pretty funny story so my husband has osteoarthritis so he used to work um as a leather courier and did a lot of work with leather with his shoulders um in his previous um, job at home in England. And he still does that now. And he was getting a lot of trouble from his right shoulder. So we went on the program um, and every six months he goes and gets his steroid shot in his shoulder, but he can do his daily work. And one day he says, you know what, I probably need to go to the um, orthopedic surgeon. And he goes and he realizes he hasn't been for 11 months. Yeah. And so the doctor said to him, oh, well, I haven't seen you. We'd best do an x-ray. So I did an x-ray. And uh, the surgeon said, um, what have you been doing? Are you taking new medications? And Sean goes, no. And he says, well, I don't understand it. The x-ray looks better in the disease process than it did the last time you were here 11 months ago. And he says, well, the wife makes me eat all this plant-based stuff. He says, and no meat. And he said, I have heard about this. And this orthopedic surgeon has heard about joint regeneration from eating all the right stuff and actually saw it on an x-ray of my husband's shoulder, which I just think is mind-blowing. Yeah, um, that is absolutely awesome. I've only heard Mm -hmm. of this one other time from a client and – yeah, that's that's absolutely uh, that's absolutely awesome. It's when you see mm-hmm. when you see a when you see a scan that shows improvement, it's pretty mm-hmm. mind blowing, isn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. is. So he he he's a convert as well. So he um he loves it. He tries to sneak my juices in the morning now. So I think we need to speak to him about that. I need a bigger <laughs> juice. <right? laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, um, it just sprung to mind who the other guest was on our show it was Sean who did two episodes and Sean's an Australian. If people want to go back and listen to this, Sean's episode was about a year or so ago. And yes, his rheumatologist looked at his uh, x-rays and same thing, just this, this, this silence. And he put them up and he turned them over and flipped them around and just could not understand how this could have mm-hmm. happened. But he has had regeneration as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, it's, Tremendous. Awesome. All right. Well, mm-hmm. and finally, what about uh, uh, at your work? 
Um, so work, I work with, um, just check that's there. So I'm a nurse by trade. And so I work with a lot of nurses who pretty much have got on the train of plant-based living. I am um, have something to tell you, which is I pretty funny. I can't stop smiling. I tell you what, like it's just so, <laughs> you're doing so much great stuff. <laughs> well, you're going to love this one. So a really good friend of mine is the um, manager over, the director over food and nutrition in the hospital. And I keep in her ear and showing her what I'm eating. For the last four weeks, we have had meat-free Mondays. Wow. <laughs> and she's been cooking meat-free stations. Um, and today's a Monday. Today was um, quinoa bowls that she made a, a cashew sauce. That's what and, we had for um, dinner last oh, night. It was incredible. And um, a couple of weeks ago, she did um, cauliflower steaks on top of mashed sweet potato topped with pumpkin seeds. And I was wow. like... Clint would be very impressed with you. So, and everyone's standing up. So the station gets done in the middle of the cafeteria and there's like a line all the way around it. And then all my friends or people I work with are texting me pictures. Look what I'm eating because I'm like, as you can see from my t-shirt, I don't know that you can see it, herbivore. Beautiful. So I carry my plant-based very seriously. Yeah. Um, but a lot of, um, I've got my colleagues that I'm very close to, they pretty much have all got, on the boat with it and they're eating so much more healthy and we switch recipes and I, I cook my brownies for them yep. which are made of dates so I think you I bought some yes. for you to try I've, I know one I of have, your sources really like I've them I've devoured them myself yeah courtesy so there was of you some, thank you yeah so sunflower kernels with dates and just you know tons of flavor in there and oat flour but yeah we just I've, I'm being creative because I had to find I'm a sweet tooth Right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so it was very hard for me initially because a huge amount of my diet had sugar in it. Yeah. And even the savory stuff you ate had sugar in it. So it was pretty cool. The first four weeks, I'm an English woman who drank eight cups of tea a day with caffeine. I went from to no caffeine, no sugar. You know, it was, mm. I was, I might have been just a little grumpy. So just to warn people in those first couple of weeks, it's worth it. But, it was, it, I mean, it was hardcore. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't, but I hope that people can see that bigger picture. Watch that day 10 video because once you hit three, four weeks, yeah, you, you're away. you just, right, you've because just, you've just got to have the willpower to get through it and know the greater good of what you're doing. <laughs> That's right. Because when the gut bacteria change so that they're not battling you internally, yeah. they're, they're mm. on board and then your results start to come through. Mm -hmm. And then you've mm -hmm. got this external reinforcement, no internal resistance, some slight adjustment to your taste buds, and mm -hmm. you can start to see, hang on a second, I'm getting the hang of this. It becomes habitual. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you realize that the, the transition period is, is, is behind you and then it's like, well, why can't I just keep doing this for a bit longer? Yeah. Definitely the hard part. I describe the... The transition onto it is when we're going one way down a road, but then we realize we're actually on, we actually need to be going the opposite direction on the road and we have to cross <laughs> over the median strip. So we're like, boom, 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 boom. We're going over the is. concrete thing in the That's center it. and then we're crossing over the I landscaping. Think I, I, think I hit a, I think I hit a post on the way over as well. <laughs> and then we get on the other side and then we've got to accelerate again and get up to full yeah. speed. 
And that whole process can take weeks, sometimes a month or two. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. rocky, very bumpy, and we get all sorts of challenges come up through that time. So, but once we're so on the an highway. Analogy, yep. An analogy for you when you're going on that fast road, you're still going to hit some bends, right? And so what I do when I hit my bends is I go straight back to base foods. So if I have a rough day, two days of base foods, lots of sweet potato, I reset myself yep. and then I can start again because I think you've got to know your body enough when to reset. I remember trying almonds three times over the last year and every single time my body goes, this is not for you, stop. So I had to reset and start again. So there's going to be stuff that does not agree with you and we're all different. And I see on the forum what one person can eat, another can't. And you just got to just take your time, Mm -hmm. see it, reset and go. But Mm -hmm. the big Achilles heel for me is eating out because I didn't realize how they prepare it, what they do, and they can tell me they've not cooked it in oil. They can tell me that it's plant-based and it's fresh. And I can tell you within two mouthfuls, I'm like, well, first of all, it's got oil. Yeah. <laughs> and second of all, it's not fresh. Yeah, right. And it's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you have to be really careful when you eat out um, because we ate out a lot before and that has been a big change for us. Yeah. So now we do take out and so the family can still like have little treats if they want them. And then I can cook my own and we can still eat together as a family. You just have to find those different ways. But eating out was a challenge initially. It's better now because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And you feel terrible asking, oh, could you do this? And could you do this? And could yeah. you do this? And like they're going to think I'm a real pain. Yeah. But now I've got more confident with it. Um, I just give them the worst case scenario. So this is going to happen if I get it. And they just <laughs> yeah. go, oh, yeah, okay, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. So, you know, the eating out thing, it's a challenge. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. You end up finding yeah. a local restaurant that understands and gets you, and then That's you right. can order f- a specific food from the menu from that specific mm-hmm. restaurant, and you've got that one ticked. But uh, mm-hmm. if you've got three local scenarios like that, you're doing well. One's yeah. probably not bad going, eating out mm-hmm. once uh, with a specific menu item from one restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two is going really well, and three, you know, you're you're above, you're well above average. Mm-hmm. So, but when we eat, when we eat out, knowing that we got a place we can go to every other week or something, that's plenty for our family. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Take, taking kids to a restaurant as well is not not the greatest experience. So, um, you know, when or alternatively, you can yeah. go on a Royal Caribbean cruise, yeah, right, and yeah. take your paper, and I gave it to the maitre d, and they cooked everything off it. It it's was brilliant. amazing. Yeah. So that's a big that's a big shout out for them because mm-hmm. they did an amazing job with the program. And I would go back tomorrow because I know I can go and I can eat. And I hear that all the time. And not just Royal Caribbean. Uh, the only one that you're going to struggle with is Disney Cruises. Disney Cruises are mm-hmm. not friendly for what we need in terms of dietary requirements. They're that's obviously nice. great. They are fantastic for many other things. But recent mm-hmm. feedback has been that it was very challenging to eat anything remotely healthy um, on a uh, for one of my clients on a recent trip. But well, obviously the yeah. the mouse is overrated then, so we're going to the stick with Royal Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but look, you know Disney's cruise offers a lot of other things. But uh, if you if you're concerned with your foods, then uh, there are other ships that are probably going to cater better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Kerry-Ann, thank you so much for sharing all of this fabulous news. You know, it feels good 
to be doing good and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing, not just doing good with your body, but you're doing good in the world, doing good helping your family, doing good influencing your colleagues and uh, doing good by sharing your story here. And, and um, you know, uh, hopefully there's uh, people have gotten a lot out of this and are motivated, whether it be just to stay on track or whether it be to implement some of the uh, things you've told them. Maybe it's like forgotten knowledge. Oh, I better get back onto my green juices. Or mm-hmm. a way of, um, you know, ad- uh, adjusting some of the uh, aspects of what they're doing. Maybe people mm-hmm. are motivated to try oats and offset the mm-hmm. little bit of an acid bump with some, with some alkalizing juice or a few extra greens or something. So, very valuable. And um, I just want to say thanks again for uh, being with me today. Well, let me take this opportunity because I know I speak for everyone in the forum. Thank you for what you went through to help us. And thank you for answering every single message I've ever posted on the forum. I've never felt alone in this journey once, not with the fabulous people that are on the forum and yourself. And so this is our opportunity to say thank you. And I'm on the forum. If anyone wants to reach out, if you want my brownie recipe, just just reach out. It's all good. Awesome. <laughs> yes, that's great. Well, I'm sure people will do that. I can definitely give it two thumbs up. <laughs> so thank you, Kerry ann All right, thanks, Quinn. You've been listening to the Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.